I'm just kidding. We would never do that to you guys. Somebody asked me before the show, uh, like after this last episode, hey, do you guys don't use like any intro music or anything? And I'm like, you know what the first thing I do when I listen to a podcast is? Okay, I'm confused. I'm Nick. <laughs> I'm just jumping right oh, in. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, That's Nick. Sorry. I'm you Dan. You can't do that. We, 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 have, have, a, a, we a, have a system. <laughs> even though I just couldn't remember the word, the name system. <laughs> No, I, I would love us to have like an intro. Like, I feel like there's so many people out there, especially like the YouTubers and stuff like that, that you know they're they have theme music. You know? Yeah, but I, so, I told him it's like you know what the first thing I do when I listen to a podcast is fast forward through, fast forward through yeah. the 30 second yeah. intro. Yeah, you know what I told Haggerty when we had them as a sponsor? Hmm. Our commercials can never be more than 30 seconds. Yeah. They said why? I said because people can hit the 30 second skip button. And mm-hmm. I was totally honest with them when I talked about it. It was because like look, this is why we do things like we do with S Tech and. Uh, Carter Subaru, Carter Automotive Group, and we do their sponsorships is that we do them in a way and we pride ourselves on this, that hopefully the audience doesn't zone out. Yeah, we're sneaky like that. You guys don't yeah. even know we're advertising to you. <laughs> Subliminal advertising. I but want no, a cheeseburger. I, yeah, and I was like, well, I mean, if there was like some featured artist or somebody local we could work sure. with, sure, I would do that to support them, but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't just grab a generic clip and put it in there because then we would just be like, click, fast forward, click, Also, fast forward. we and Avance are cheap, so we don't want to pay for it. Right. Yeah, well, there's that too. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I mean, if I had somebody local to work with that I, I could it. sponsor, yeah. like yeah, a, sure. a local musician. I mean, there's a few, there's a lot of good ones in Seattle, of course. So I was careful what you asked for. Right. You're coming out of the woodwork. That'd be <laughs> yeah. kind of cool, though. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Give me some banjos. Hi. Let's mix you're, it up. So you, that, w- that would make you Dan then, huh? I'm still a little off. On oh, this. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. Okay. Welcome here we to go. The show. Whew. Okay. Thanks. How you been, man? I was not okay with that for a little while. This ad lib thing, I'm not, you know, survived Snowpocalypse 20. 24 i guess yeah uh, it was 10 times worse i was up in bellingham it was 10 times worse up there it was um actually uh and i don't know his name i didn't get his name uh the amazon delivery driver that tried to deliver to kate's house and literally almost slid through the garage and it took <laughs> us three hours to get him out of the driveway oh my God. because amazon gave him a front wheel drive van with no snow tires and there was foot and a half of snow <laughs> And the kid tried really hard. He, I think he was, we had a little bit of a language barrier. I, I forgot his name, but he was a really hardworking kid. And he basically poor looked guy. at me in his poor English and he said, I'm calling my dispatcher and I'm not going to do anything else today. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the ice and snow, yeah. the, uh, talked about, I've talked about this on the Avance page, uh, the Seattle page, actually. We had uh, the Warren uh, Washington Off-Road Recovery Network mm-hmm. messaged me directly because they knew I was in the area and said, hey, can you go up uh by the fire academy exit what is that six were you actually on the fire academy side of the road or the no other the other side? side okay anyway up that 38 or whatever 38 yeah, yeah everybody yeah. goes up there yeah. and they said hey we've got a rollover vehicle that's down an embankment and we just need you to go up there and assess and see if it's recoverable or if we should wait and call a wrecking crew like an actual pro wrecking crew so uh myself uh brian from the washington off-road recovery network and brian elich I called Brian and I messaged our group and said, hey, if anybody's free, can yeah. you come with me? I'm glad I did. Benji uh, tried really hard. Yeah. Like, I've never seen a man try he that He really hard. wanted yeah, to go. Was, yeah. And so. Um, so we did a three-winch recovery on a double rollover. Uh, it was a Toyota 4Runner. Do you know the story behind it? He was just coming downhill, and that hill was entirely iced over. Is that the hill, the infamous hill where we t- we, we towed the Suburban down? Exactly. No, no, no. Okay. no. That's, that's Tinkum. Okay. No. So he... From what I could tell from the from the road, it didn't look like he was going too fast. Yeah. He was just full 
full pressure inflated on mm. ice on all season tires. This was a forerunner. Yeah. Okay. And so he just, he hit that, that ledge. And because that whole road is off camber, mm-hmm. he just did a slow roll down the snow, down the embankment, like 30 feet down though. This was not oh, a short. Oh, he took the roll. Yeah. Oh, double rolled. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he had two friends with him. Nobody was hurt. Everybody was fine. Thank goodness. It was a slow roll. Yeah. But uh, obviously crushed the forerunner, which was really unfortunate. And so we had to use three winches because it, it doesn't, the pictures and the videos do not do it justice. It was literally like probably a 65, 70 degree hill. Yeah. So, I mean, we had to vertically winch this thing up. So with my truck in the middle being the heaviest, and then we back anchored it to a tree from the hitch and then the winch line down the middle and then two winch lines on each side. And the reason we did, so you can control it. Yeah. So yeah. you can control it side to side. We literally had to pivot it around trees. Sure. And because it was off camber, if we had pulled him, if I had just pulled him straight, he would have rolled again okay. down the other way down the hill. And we're glad we did. So, but because it was so steep, uh, I didn't run out of power because I have a 12 and a half thousand pound winch, but the whole end of my truck, the whole rear end of my truck lifted up. Pulling this thing up the hill. Probably a pretty good thing you anchored to a tree then. Yeah, exactly. So, well, once we started, once we started sliding a little bit, we didn't do that at first. We thought we might have to. Sure enough, it started sliding me forward. So we're like, nope. So we repositioned. No need to go down and get it. Yeah, let's not go down and get it. Yeah. Yeah. So we pulled it up there. But uh, one problem we found is all of us had soft shackles, soft straps. Um, We, everybody had more than enough gear, but you know what we didn't have? Hmm. This is not the Carter talent. That (laughs) talent. Yes. But chains. (laughs) Chains. Okay. And for what? people talk about tire chains, but we were pulling on a vehicle that did not have a rear hitch. And Ooh. as we pulled the straps around the axle and uh, the back of the frame, there was so much pressure on that strap. It actually cut through it. Now it cut through the, 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 the recovery strap cut through it, the, the axle cut through the strap. There's it? like the frame rails were kind of sharp yeah. and because we were moving it side to side, it cut through the recovery strap Ooh. and it let go Oh, fun! down off my winch line. Now, luckily we had two more winches hooked up to the factory rear. They had these small recovery points. We didn't want to lift the whole vehicle from it. So we had it around the axle. Did that move both of Brian's vehicles? The Brian's? Yeah, the Brian's. Uh, yeah. It tugged them a little bit, but luckily we were controlling our tension really carefully. It was a slow, steady recovery. Did you have them tethered, rear tethered as yeah, well? Okay. they had to be tethered. Right, nice. um, so what happened, though, is obviously when something snaps at that kind of tension, remember it's 12,500 pound winch, and yeah. it's at full strength. The, the truck's basically off the ground at this point. But just to just to kind of reiterate, you had soft shackles. Your, road, your, your winch line is synthetic, correct? All of our winch lines are synthetic. Okay. Thank so the, God. Did they drop? Did oh yeah. Dro- oh, just drop. Oh yeah. And so okay. the snap came from, well, no, we still have kinetic energy there. Cause we have the, the strap that broke, yeah. not, not the winch line. So if the winch line snaps, it just falls to the ground. Yeah. But I had the kinetic energy release from the strap under the truck. Oh, okay. so that did snap back, but because of the synthetic winch line, it didn't transfer any of that energy. It dropped it. The dropped and it, no, it, it flung back, but not fast. No. Let's put it that way. It kind of bounced by me. I was like, and we okay. were all standing clear. We were yeah. all safe about where we were standing on the winch lines and things like that. But it was, it was, it was a pretty sobering moment out yeah. there to say the least. Um, that said, uh, Carter Automotive Group tip. I'm going to throw this in there after this story. Uh, so I'm also packing for this trip. And we talked about it in the last episode, all these tools. You're packing for, oh, the, the trip, trip to Phoenix. Up. Sorry. To I, get the new truck. I was like, you're packing. I get it. Okay. And uh, so I bought the specialty toolbox mm-hmm. for the trailer. So that's going in the 20 foot enclosed trailer. And I got more tools. <laughs> so nick knows this but i specifically was looking for so what specific i'll tell how you can work with me here okay so what specifically going, yeah. would you be looking for in tools if you if they were going to be transported all the time well i would want uh i want them to come in protected boxes that they could then be transferred out of the boxes and into the tool chest 
Correct. Yes. So those, yeah. everybody hates blow molded cases, but yes. luckily from Milwaukee, though, with most of their hand tools, they have these little inserts inside of their blow molded cases. Yeah, which they charge a lot for. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, wait, you went to the red side. I prefer Milwaukee's hand you're tools. Keep, you're keeping you're keeping yellow at home and reds are going on the road. That's right. Okay. Actually, I, I'm not brand loyal. Everybody <laughs> knows that. <laughs> the garage is very Dewalt. But yeah. Oh, there's a lot of more. It's getting a little redder. A little more red. Yeah. (laughs) Come to the red side. Okay. So I got these. um, But uh, if you don't have that option, say you have really nice tools already, but they're in blow molded cases. Maybe you just don't want to spend another. Don't ask me how much for tools. Um, I just like an excuse to buy tools. Yeah. 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 You don't Don't need an excuse to buy tools. (laughs) Right. If you don't, uh, go look on Etsy. Go look on Etsy for the brand of tools you have and for uh, foam inserts. And they know what they've got. They know how much you want them. So they're not too cheap. They're like, 20 20 to 50 bucks depending on how many even up from there if you have a giant set yeah but i mean it's a comparison the set you're looking at the shockwave uh socket set is a hundred dollars and the one i want is two hundred dollars you get more sockets and i mean mine has the the pull-out sleeve yeah but it's an extra hundred bucks to get a hundred bucks right and so if i wanted to go get a foam insert for my toolbox so that i didn't have to carry the blow molded case you mean when you want to go get a foam right yeah, when i order the okay, foam molding yeah. the foam box uh, keep it the way it is dan because popular brands dewalt ryobi milwaukee whoever as long as it's a popular brand you're going to find these foam inserts because people buy like a billion of the same set yeah. and so i was able to find one for i think it's 35 bucks on etsy foam molded it looks like a factory milwaukee piece and now it'll just slide right in the drawers of my toolbox nice yeah and so it's all locked away in the toolbox. So did you have to then cross compare as far as how many sockets you're going to use and then the, the width and length of your toolbox to, to have it customized or are you going to just cut it when it gets here? Uh, no, you, they come like extra large and then yeah. you just trim off the extra piece. So you're going to so cut it, it when it gets here. Yeah. 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 Like that was one of my answers. But oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now <laughs> I don't have to buy an extra. Well, one, I didn't buy. I would, if you need the pack out set, great. Spend the extra hundred bucks. Sure. Some of you in the professional trades may need that. I mm-hmm. get it. Uh, I don't. I'm just going to leave my tools in my trailer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you want to pack your tools around and not have them roll around your toolbox because they're in a trailer, do that. That's why I leave mine in the garage. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm making my little mobile garage. I understand. I understand. I look forward to using your mobile garage someday. Yes. Yes. Now you got me thinking. I was looking. I spent way too much time looking for mobile TV mounts that fold down from the ceiling. I, what? It makes sense. It does. It really makes sense. For the amount you're going to use that trailer and the places we're going to take that trailer. Right. I mean, we gotta go to Moab. I want to we watch. I want to watch a movie in the <laughs> middle of a trailer in the middle of Moab. It's a dream of mine, Dan. Make it happen. I'll just mount a server in there, and we can have oh, like, unlimited movies. Oh, jeez, yeah, it's not. We'll never leave the trailer. Starlink on the yeah. roof. <laughs> we'll be like, Sean will, Sean will be coming out there going, "Are you guys wearing pants?" Doesn't matter. Go. That away. would be a really weird question from for us from my girlfriend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> not for her actually to ask us. No. Yeah. what's that old joke i finally married my best friend my girlfriend's really mad, mad about, about it. it yeah yeah she would be yeah she really would be so <laughs> exactly my girlfriend's nice. really mad about it but we think it's hilarious yeah so it's I mean, we think it's funny so yeah <laughs> love we do have a guest this week yeah and he's a new avance staff member staff member so that means we don't have to treat him nice no oh no I mean, look at this jerk just waiting yeah, yeah. here. He's all quiet over there. We're just like, shut up. We're not introducing he, you yet. No, well, the problem kidding. is he tried to be an original person, but then he went and tried to steal my last name and he had like one letter to it and he thinks he's going to get away with this. So, <laughs> yeah, which is weird because nobody has my name. Uh, so, and I cannot believe I'm stuttering on this, but Leif Bergerson. Yep. Okay. 
It should just be Bergeron. I'm just going to say that's a much better name. Brother from another brother, brother from another for, mother. For a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Our DEI numbers are shit. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How about you guys? Well, it's good. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, this is actually the first time we've met, we've met Leaf. Um, he's the new, newest member. So what is your official new title, sir? I am the new director for Southern California. Nice. Nice. Oh, and, yeah. and you were in Southern California, obviously, correct? I am in what's normally sunny LA, which has been rainy LA recently, but yeah, born and raised and yeah, love it here. What is everybody whining Have, about it raining in LA? I don't get that. Like, I know you guys don't, don't get, get rain that. there that much, but yeah. You think it'd be happy. I listen to you your did. snow recovery stories, and I'm just like, oh, you have like, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> now, you guys can get those too. We go up to the Rubicon right now, which is open in the winter, by the way. Uh, you guys have actually, California has awesome off roading. Yeah. It's just farther away. Yeah. So, Leif, yeah, tell not, us a little bit about that. Close to oh, LA. Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you could do what's the what's the river channel that runs through LA? Every, I mean, LA every, River. Yeah, that's fine. Just do that. <laughs> that's probably dangerous and deadly. People bring cars in there all the time. It's a great photo yeah. spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah. It's highly illegal, I think, but you know, I would. I would jump them. I mean, it's, well, it's, I mean, if you watch any good TV, that's the only way you get away from a helicopter in LA is to go into the river. That's true. Yeah. So everybody knows that. That or a parking <laughs> structure which we just saw very recently. Motorcycles pulled into a parking structure in Santa Monica and got away. Oh, wow. So they yeah, knew they got away. Know. They knew where they went, and they still couldn't find them. That's a lot. To, that says a lot about them. Yeah, I mean, anytime I'm on bike, I know what to do now. So There you go. There you go. So you're a rider as well? Oh, yeah. I got, I've had, oh, I don't even know how many bikes I've had now. Currently in the garage, I have a 2019 Ducati Hypermotard, which is kind of the fun yeah. around town bike. And then building a 1984 BMW K100 into like a scrambler cafe, more cafe scrambler style. So bike, you're new but... to the motorcycle scene. Okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll teach you everything. Yeah, Stay. yeah. We'll, te- we'll teach you everything uh, yeah. not to do. So. I had a, yeah. I guess, yeah, last year I had a Tenere 700, a GS 1200, a few other, few other bikes, but kind of never really use them on dirt in West mm. LA, so... Yeah, it's just commitment stuff. issues right there. Um, yeah. No, Supermoto is the way to go down there. I mean, especially Have if you got... Yeah. You have <laughs> one of those as well, a dedicated Supermoto? Well, I said I had one. Had one. It's uh, oh. no longer with us, sadly. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> how, how he said so much and not saying anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Leaf, Leaf, give us a little bit of backstory on you, like where you're from and how you got into the automotive world and how you ended up you know, part of Avance. Oh uh, yeah, so I uh, I'm yeah born and raised in in LA, so I guess West Hills, Calabasas area. Uh, as far as getting into the automotive world, I've kind of always been into it. My grandpa was an engineer in the Navy Corps of Engineers. My dad's very much into cars. Neither of them really ever had anything too crazy, but you know my obsession every year for my birthday, I'd ask for a Hummer. My grandpa finally bought me a Hammer because he did not understand what I was asking. And, you know, it's one of those things where it just kind of went from there. And once I turned uh, 18, instead of going to school full time, I decided to do part time and started working at an off-road shop. So I built my first forerunner, kind of did like a mid-travel forerunner and realized that I loved vehicles even more than I could actually drive them. I didn't love paying for all the stuff that I actually ended up doing to them, but and realized that you can break them way easier. But uh yeah, you know, it just kind of became a slippery slope. Went from that to uh, figuring out it was kind of 
a bit too much coming home dirty every day. So I was like, you know what, how do I stay in the world and uh, still do what I love? So I ended up buying a camera, faked it till I made it, and then uh, became an automotive photographer. I got to travel all throughout the U.S. I worked for a cool few, a few cool media companies, ended up working with Larry Chen for a while, and he kind of brought me all over the place, showed me the ropes, and uh, yeah, and then a few, a few crazy cars later, and uh, yeah, Jacob left, uh, left Avance, and I took over for him. So sweet to sum it up. I was going to ask you. Uh, <clears throat> I started choking on myself um, for no reason. <laughs> So you, you grew up in the off-road side. What do, you, do you still have any off-road vehicles? What are you still driving now? So I actually did not have any off-road vehicles for a while. And then a month ago, I just picked up a brand new 2024 Tundra, which is going to be the new project and tow rig. Sweet. Um, wanted a Raptor, did not want to pay for a Raptor. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a different story. But um, yeah, and then I guess at home, there's also like the family vehicle. There's a, a TJ Wrangler that's you know, lifted, nothing too crazy, but that's kind of like the extra fun, fun vehicle. But the Tundra is going to get the the Overland treatment this time. Classic automotive person. He's like, oh, I don't really have any off-road vehicles, but I bought a Tundra. And oh, by the way, there's a Jeep in the driveway. Like you forget yeah. about half the stuff you own. You're like, oh yeah, I do own that. I own this. And then like, you know, finding a project in the back of the garage kind of thing. So yeah. Oh, forgetting yeah. about stuff's real. I, uh, I just had to do the back fees on my, I have an E30 as well that I forgot I owned for about four years, including not paying the registration because it was getting a motor swap and I left it at my buddy's shop. And yeah, he, he reached back out and said, Hey, you, you need to pick up the car. And I was like, Oh, what car are you talking about? And then, yeah, lo and behold, I own an <laughs> E30. I need a little still. more uh, information on that, please. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So um, when you say, does California make you pay like for the last four years or you're just trying to get the registration up to up to date? Uh, they do make you pay uh, when you don't do non-op. Um, I just transferred it out of state, so I did not have to pay, which is a, a loophole. And the car's got a S54 swap, so it's not going to pass emissions anywhere here in California anyway. So, nice. yeah. No, it, nor it should. I mean, it, you know, so. Yeah. I think, is, is, that, is that the one that's on your, is it like, a, is it gold or what color is it? So no, it's a mine is kind of dark gray. So it's okay, a okay. apparently it's a one year only color graphite metallic for any BMW nerd out there. Uh, that's the only option the guy ordered, and it was one of the first few hundred E30s into the into the US. So wow, got a little bit of history. Oh yeah, I've owned it for like eight years now. Have you have you spent much time living in the California area in LA? Have you spent much time at the racetrack? Are you are you kind of into that with the bikes and or cars? Uh, I haven't taken the bikes to the track before, at least riding. I've gone to the track with my buddies who've done like supermoto stuff, but I've never personally taken any of my bikes out there. Um, I guess with the, not that I'm, I don't know, I've, I'm kind of worried that I'm going to end up having the lack of self-control that I normally have and uh, fixing Ducatis isn't the cheapest thing ever. So, you know, at some point I will take that thing out there, but still, um, once I get the frame sliders and all that stuff, but yeah, car wise, uh, the other car I have is a turbo E36. That's a full, I guess, pro or am pro am legal, uh, drift car. And so that one, yeah, makes about 500 wheel on 91. And that's gone to, to some of the tracks around and has seen some walls and seen some dirt and seen, seen all types of fun. So. Well, that's part of, yeah, part of drifting. I mean, if you haven't touched the wall, you're not really drifting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then I'm re- I'm really good at drifting. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I touched the wall the with the front part. of the car though. That's not apparently oh. that's not the end that you're supposed to do with. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going around, I mean, I, I I mean I can make up a good story, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, power steering failure. Watch my belt shoot out. The car also doesn't have a hood, so it's really easy to diagnose it when you're when you're driving it. So, uh, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so watch my belt eject out of the front, and then as I initiated, I realized that it's really hard to to go full lock on a car with no power steering, and then yeah, came up on a wall pretty quick. So. Just hear that that conversation in the pits. I think I lost a belt. How do you know? Well, I watched it leave. <laughs> yeah, GoPro, Actually, GoPro don't really lie. Smart. So, <laughs> don't put the hood on. You'll know it breaks real quick. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's funny. All right, so working with Larry Chen, that's a pretty good name drop. How? Tell us about the career path there, because uh, and you've had some fun. It's it's a small car world, even down there. I know everybody kind of knows everybody if you're in it long enough. But uh, how did that go about? So that was actually an interesting one. I, as far as, yeah, fake it till you make it type of thing. I had just bought a camera. I was actually shooting, of all things, one of my buddies shot a lot of like EDM and nightclubs. And so he ended up not being able to do a gig, passed off or passed it over to me. I had no clue what I was doing. Showed up, you know, I was like, yeah, sure. And figured it out and realized that I am not an EDM or nightclub person in the slightest. And so I was like, I got to I got to pay for this camera somehow. And so I was actually driving down Venice Boulevard. And we have a place called Race Service and uh, they had their gate open. This was before they had actually like opened to the public and the GT4586. So Ryan Turk's Ferrari swapped FRS was parked behind yep. the gate. Saw that instantly made a U-turn, pulled up, uh, introduced myself as a professional photographer, as anybody does who owns a camera and asked if i could take some photos (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah and then they they dug the photos and they were told me to come down later that week and as like a little intro and that intro was auto enthusiast day so i guess my first ever automotive shoot was watching i guess lauren healy jump over von gittin jr chelsea denofa matt power uh while they were drifting under him and so that kind of yeah, opened my eyes and made me realize that I never wanted to go around music stuff ever again and only wanted to do car stuff. And fast forward about six months later, I was uh, I was at Grid Life and it was my first ever Grid Life. And Larry, uh, or I guess the guys over at Race Service asked if I could jump in with Larry and he could kind of show me around the cool spots. Hopped in a golf cart with him. We ended up hitting it off well. Uh, joking around all day and then a couple months later I get a call from him asking me if I want to join and then a few years later after that stuck around with him and then uh, yeah lots of long hours lots of you know kind of just travel 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 all that type of stuff and yeah I was I was looking for something a bit you know I, I was paying for an apartment that I didn't get to really ever sleep in and all of that stuff and at that point I was like you know what I'm gonna slow it down a bit uh, ended up going a bit more into the corporate video side of things and then realized that once again, I need cars in, in my life for work. And, and that's when Jacob reached out and yeah, now I'm, I'm back again. We're back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You're going to have no, no shortage of car content. Uh, oh yeah. Wants. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously the, you know, growing up in the California car scene, you've seen a, a lot of uh, really interesting things. Now, you, you've talked about motorcycles, you've talked about off-road. Like, did you gravitate to some of the older cars, too, growing up? I mean, when your grandfather got you that nice hammer. Was it a good hammer, by the way? It was a, it was like a little one. Stanley one. Yeah, he. so hey, my grandpa, works. bless his soul, he was, uh, he'd always say to my, or at least I know now, he'd always turn to my parents and be like, I don't understand, why does he want a hammer? Why does he want a hammer? And I was just like, and then he got me one, and I was like, what is this for? You know, why did you do this? <laughs> 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 but, uh yeah, no, I uh, 
I guess for me, the old school stuff, the only real, I guess, old school experience I had was when I was, I don't even know how old, probably eight or so. My dad, uh, our neighbors at the time, their grand or their parents, older, older couple, their parents in Colorado in a barn had a 1948 Ford Woody that was kind of rotted away. And my dad ended up getting it for a few grand. And we drove down to Colorado, picked it up, trailered it back. And we had it at the house. Him and I were going to do the project. And then someone walked past, offered us an insane amount of money for it. And it was gone within like three weeks. And that was basically the only uh, real experience I ever had with old school cars. Other than that, at least personally of my own or family wise. Otherwise, everything's kind of been, yeah, more either more modern or I guess the oldest car in the family is my 84 3 series. So Sadly, nothing, nothing too classic. I don't know. Sadly, it's a lot less work, <laughs> and unless you got the shop space, it's kind of pain in the ass. Well, especially the you woodies. I mean, you know, you can restore a car like that, but it, restoring the actual wood on that Say, is yeah. the hardest. You need a mechanic and so. a carpenter. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I think my dad also bit off a bit more than he could chew, and was realizing that when they came by and offered, I think it was like ten times the amount that he ended up buying it for. He. A good investment for letting them. it sit in your driveway yeah, and driving no to kidding. Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I uh, at the time I, I was a bit sad, you know, and everything. But yeah, no. Looking back as a as an adult, I I do the same thing in a second. So mm-hmm. same here. It's always more fun. At least I shouldn't say it, it's not always. Depends on who you're talking to. For me, it is more fun to do a new car project or a new build, like doing the a new motorcycle and making it your own, a new car and making it your own, than it is for me to do a re- restoration project. That might change as I get older and have more time. I but I for now I can't see myself going that direction just because it's so much work. Well, getting to fix see, something that's not broken is awesome. If you're just putting all the parts and all the labor and all the time into actually adding cool things on, as opposed to fixing either somebody else's work or just broken things or having to just get it back to even a starting point. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's nicer to do it that way sometimes. I think after, you know, doing the builds on the bikes and, and, and mountain bikes and then doing the Triumph, um, <clears throat> I think that from an ADHD standpoint, I like doing new stuff because I, I can get the parts right now. I can get them on the bike. I can get going. When I was restoring the Triumph, it took us five and a half years and you'd order a part or you'd have to make a part. And, you, you know, you're, you, you do, you have to have the space to yeah. work on it and it takes a lot longer and my brain doesn't work that way. So I think I'm a lot a, along the lines of what you said. I like the new stuff that that being said, you know, Dan and I have talked about a lot about finding an older bike and fixing it up or, you know, flipping it. And, and which, which sounds fun to me because I think that if I could plan it well enough, I could get everything and then be yeah, happy. Yeah. The, the definitely is more appeal in a mo- doing that with a motorcycle than yeah. a car. Like I said, that might change as I get older or I have more space, but right now I can't afford to put out a whole space in the shop just for restoration. Yeah. I need the storage. So the bikes are fun though. Um, I mean, I follow a bunch of restoration channels on YouTube and there's that one guy out of, uh, I think he's out of Ireland, RRC Restoration. He does a oh, ton yeah. of motorcycle stuff, and yeah. he's got some really cool motorcycle stuff. But um, a lot less space to restore a motorcycle. Yeah, there's what a guy I work with. Go to bike. Uh, depends. For every day, no joke. Oh, no, if you're going to restore something, if you can oh, restore, I, I, want, I want, I want to try, I want to try in Fonaville, and I want it to be British Racing Green to match my Triumph TR3. Yeah. So. That's my. Yeah. I I wouldn't go as far back. Uh, I love the Bonnefil. Don't get me wrong; it's a yeah. classy bike. But I actually really want to buy, restore, and maintain like a Ducati nine nine six. 
Sure. The last of the great body Ooh. styles of the Ducatis, in my opinion. Um, not the last, because I think the new ones are beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But it's, it, I would say, the it's it's to what the Lamborghini Countach is to cars. It's like, this is what kind of my generation saw growing up and was like, that's the perfect sport bike. And before that, it was all the Japanese bikes, the Ninjas and things like that. But I think Ducati knocked it so far out of the park when they dropped the 916. It was like, oh my god, that's so amazing with the single sided swing. I was going to say that had the single sided, yeah, yeah the tucked up tail pipe exhaust. Like nobody had done that before. And looking looking at the new bikes, no, it's not as efficient. But man, is that such a landmark piece of motorcycle? And the nine nine six is probably the only one you can ride without it breaking every five hundred miles. So because the nine sixteen, great bike, not so reliable. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah. Learn something new. How about you, Leaf? What's what's the dream restoration project, or are you already doing it? Uh, no, I mean, the K100 was definitely more of a, I got it for the right price and kind of just love the way they sound. Um, honestly, if I could do anything, it would be, and this is the other thing my dad would also want, one so would be either an R80 or R100 Paris Dakar. And oh, then cool. Wow, okay. Do something like that. Go a bit more adventure and, you know, just have the Iron Pig or whatever they're called and just go everywhere do anything and yeah never break i was talking to a guy that used to live in essequah and i forgot his name and he was restoring like a a mid-90s K, uh, kawasaki kl or k what did i have klx klr klr650 yeah <laughs> what did i have and i remember looking at him going <laughs> why well i just like these bikes yeah, but, but i mean i owned one i get it but i mean but they're they're pretty much bulletproof but i'm like why are you like are you gonna is it is it sentimental he's like no i just have all the bikes i want to restore this is what i want to do and i'm like cool like i didn't quite get it but so they <laughs> they made a diesel military version of that bike it was not the diesel military version which i would me. do um I was which are really hard to start if you watch beards and bikes right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i was gonna actually what came to mind the other ones i would love to restore is i would love to have the trifecta of the honda rcs the rc30 the rc45 and the rc51 and i, I had an rc51 and i loved that bike for the way it sounded it was heavy and even at the time slow but it was such a cool bike to ride and i rode i've ridden in, i shouldn't say I've, i rode i've ridden an rc45 but i've never ridden an rc30 and that just that that vfr 750r same reasons single-sided swing arm sexy race bike at the time a really landmark kind of vehicle for Okay. I would love to have that trifecta in my garage though and the great thing about motorcycles is they don't take up a lot of space so you can have like four instead of one car yeah, you I actually know, fit that, eight of them. I tell my girlfriend that all the time. Eight bikes fit in one parking spot, and she does not exactly. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine doesn't want me to have street bikes, uh, and and so I have dirt bikes now, and I we have our Honda Monkeys. But uh, uh, which I totally I understand. I don't actually enjoy riding on the street that much, but anymore because of the people around here. But I would like to have them as a collection to ride on a sunny day for a short ride, at least just to get out there again. I don't. Yeah, know for if me, I have I'm in Santa control. Monica, so it's. I yeah. uh, I hop on the bikes. I'm right next. To, I'm like three blocks from the beach. I hop on the bike. I blast up PCH to to Malibu with some buddies, and we, yeah, it's it's pretty hard to beat that. But I totally get the yeah. not riding on the street thing because especially out here. Every I mean, no matter where you are, people suck to driving. So I don't think I would have the same self control if I lived in California. To be clear, 
at oh, all. I know I wouldn't. <laughs> I know I'd be. Like here, it's like, oh, it's raining for the 50th day in a row. I don't feel like riding. Down there, it's like, oh, it rained for five minutes. I can ride tomorrow. Sweet. <laughs> Basically. My problem, yeah, yeah, I think my problem is if I lived in California and had a bike, not only would I be riding it all the time, but I'd be the guy like, I'm going to go to the store in a t-shirt and shorts and flip-flops. Like, you know, <laughs> just looking for a reason to get new skin kind of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, I'll be fine. <laughs> Worst case, I get hit by a Ferrari. Win-win. <laughs> That's good insurance. You're, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. It, we don't like to talk about it because I don't feel like we should. Mm-hmm. But when you when we were in Idaho and McCall and where there's no helmet laws and we're only riding downtown McCall, like there's nothing Close there. Like mind. you're going like five miles an hour. Are you really about to tell this story on a national podcast? <laughs> It's really liberating to just roll <coughs> yeah. into town, and then we're on monkeys. We're on little bikes, and the speed limit yeah. in town because there's so many people is literally like five. We could walk faster than we rode, but it's you're like, man, okay, I can see why people do this. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go on a high speed ride on anything no. ever. But it was really nice. So no, then you see the guys in ha- Florida, we- and they're yeah. on the yeah. highway on a Jixer, and you're that. just like, what with sunglasses, and they're just you're like, that's no, <laughs> no. No, no but, but, but looks hurt. where Dan was going is we all had a serious conversation where we're like, boy, we could really ride without helmets. Like, we really could. Like, it's a warm <laughs> summer night, and, you know, like, we're in shorts. It's kind of nice. Like, we're on small. <laughs> Absolutely. The wind in my hair. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. The first time you get hit in the forehead with a by a bug at, like, 10 miles an hour. Yeah. I'm like, no, takes. this yep. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. I've rode through sunglasses. three swarms of bees now yeah on my bike and so i can only imagine what every time i've been yeah seen it last minute instantly flip down the visor if it's open but i can only imagine without a helmet how much that would suck yeah we had a really good buddy that drove through a swarm of bees in his volkswagen oh yeah <laughs> with the windows open it did not go well volkswagen yeah. bus with the front windows come yeah. open yeah so yeah. Bees. <laughs> so many bees. Yeah. It's a good good Boy, story. Dark horrible experience. <laughs> that cloud's really dark and buzzing. <laughs> I don't understand that. I understand. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry your girlfriend doesn't understand your love of, of motorcycles and things like that. Does she share that your automotive hobby? Does she enjoy cars and things like that? She uh yes and no. She'll go in the car with me. She loves the tundra. It's nice and quiet. She does not like the E36 because it's a hood exit and shoots flames about a foot and a half out the just straight in the passenger side. So, uh, yeah, she and once that thing starts spooling, she just grabs a roll cage. So that's an experience (laughs) that she's not the biggest fan of. Uh, I literally just got the E30 back and that actually has an interior. So we're going to see how that one goes. She does ride on the bikes with me, but uh, she definitely um, she supports everything, but she is not as much of our our partaker in my my stupidity and irresponsible money spending or hobbies so i'm lucky my you girlfriend's know, way more irresponsible with her car money but if you listen to the <laughs> words he used somebody has said those exact words to him oh true like, yes <laughs> my girlfriend's a lawyer you, but so I'm, i i know yeah. how this works <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but your irresponsible behavior is not something that I'm in love with. Oh, yeah. great. Thanks. Good to know. <laughs> I hope you had fun on your ride, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no self-incrimination today, boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Ashley? I'm buying a motorcycle from her. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm literally the meme, yeah. like, your man's doing off-doing, or you're worried about your man talking to other girls, and she's worried about me going to the junkyard or, or looking yeah. on Craigslist <laughs> and offer up and all those. Yeah. 
That's the yep. real threat in the relationship. I, I had a She's bad habit. Counting bikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a, a really bad habit, or I don't know, bad habit. I mean, for her, considered to her, it's a bad habit. For me, it's awesome. But um, every time she'd go out of town, I'd buy a new motorcycle. <laughs> and she goes out of town once a year. So it, it got to the point now, though, that, or like a couple times a year, like long trips when she'd go, I'd buy new motorcycles. And so I definitely got scolded and can't do that anymore, sadly. But. <laughs> Another another great conversation. No, that was there before you left, I swear. <laughs> you get enough of them where they don't notice when they come and go. That's the goal right there. <laughs> I had a friend of mine growing up that had that problem. And his wife would go out before she'd leave town. And she and he didn't realize this until she caught on. He would, she would chalk around the rear wheel of the bikes. And then when she'd come back, if there was a new bike there, he's like, oh, no, it was there before. No chalk mark. <laughs> <laughs> that only works once, though. Well, I mean. He didn't catch on for a while. Like, she was on to it. <laughs> so oh, yeah. It was, I guess if she's not you know, giving up but, the secrets, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. no. It was, it was one of those things, like, where we went to clean out the garage one day, and, and I think we were all pushing bikes back in, and I go, oh, does, does these chalk marks mean where the bikes go? And he goes, what chalk marks? And I'm like, and I looked at her, and I'm like, oh, I get this. <laughs> so, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would have to talk about bikes. Actually, not monkeys. She wouldn't care about dirt bikes and monkeys, but uh, she's way more likely to show up with a different car than me. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. And you have no love affiliation with any of your cars. Yeah, I just don't, I don't have the space. Yeah. That's my issue, at least right now. We live in an apartment, and we have a one-car carport. I've got what, five vehicles, and she's got one. So already, <laughs> it's one of those things where she will notice. Uh, yeah. Luckily for me, we're... Yeah, we're almost closing escrow right now in a house that has a big old backyard and everything. So there's plenty of room for activities. So she, yeah. Which, yeah. Honey, what do you think if we just poured a bunch of cement instead of grass? (laughs) No, that's genius on her part. She got him to buy a house and 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 his loan officer is going to look at him and go, don't buy anything right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Until we close. Until, yeah. Yeah. The minute you close, yeah, you're good to go. So that's awesome. Well, the uh, the good news, bad news is that houses are like toolboxes. You have space. They just keep filling up. Same with garages. Same with property. Yeah. But so I mean, we don't currently the house doesn't have a garage and she has agreed to let me build a three car garage. Score. So yeah. it's going to be a deep one, too, because that's three, three cars and who knows how many bikes I can cram in there. So how many square yep. feet you thinking? Ooh, I'm bad with numbers. Um. Three car garage, probably thirty by thirty. I think, yeah, I, I'm thinking honestly. I was thinking more in like the thousand square foot range or something because I want a little workshop area. Yeah, double it. Trust me. Yeah, learn from my mistakes. Build whatever you think you need. Double it and then double and give it to the next person. (laughs) Yes. Well, just you'll run out of space. You'll be like, oh, now I have room for this tool and this bike, and I should put a lift here. To be fair, though, Leaf, Dan thought he had enough space. And then his girlfriend went out and bought an R8 and <laughs> filled the space up. So yeah. that's not really your fault. You, you thought you had enough space. So. I did have enough space. Yeah, so you now did. there's yeah. this yeah. freaking supercar in here. <laughs> I told her I was going to get stackers. So that opens <laughs> yeah. up even more, more possibilities. So that is the one way of the go. requirements. Yeah. I'm doing tall roofs, tall roofs and tall uh, garage doors. So perfect. Oh, yeah. Can you get stackers? They're, they're, they're solid plates. So you can put multiple motorcycles on there, right? Mm-hmm. That works. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Up to eight, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can get uh, motorcycle adapters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can get motorcycle adapters for your stackers. So they yeah. go in and they just clip in. So they're standing straight up. And then you just put them uh, oh, front nice. width, so front, you know, opposite. Yeah. Then you can stack them really tight. We used to do that. Yeah, I'm 100% sure. not letting her listen to this podcast. 
that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, wait, where does she drive? The Jeep. I oh, too, right? the most interesting thing. Uh, she has a electric Chevy Bolt. So ah. pra- very practical. You know, it's a... Uh, it's boring, but practical, and we accept that. That's the street car, so that just lives out <laughs> we there. We accept that. <laughs> Begrudgingly. I, uh, yeah, I well, always... You're uh, saving the environment, so I have to buy another motorcycle. Oh, I offset it completely. I totally yeah. offset her carbon footprint. <laughs> I, uh, but I do want to get her some no point. gas, mine shoots flames. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to get her uh, something a bit, a bit bigger, a bit, bit cooler, so I'm thinking Cayenne diesel. Oh, yeah, good choice. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's really the trick. You got to get them behind the wheel and fall in love with it. Because everybody's a car person once they find the right car. Until they oh, yeah. do, they don't get it. And then once they do, it's like, oh, that, that's it. I'm like, you've never even ju- driven a GT3 RS. How would you know? You know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's so. a good one though. Because once I you get behind no, there, I, I loved it long before I drove it. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah. we were always been car people. Yeah, yeah. Like I can take a non-car person in a GT3 RS, and they know they're in something special. But there are those people. If you take somebody and try to make them like cars, and they come back to you and go, "I want a Prius," you don't need that type of negativity in your life. That's and true. Move along. <laughs> just move them yeah. out of your life. So yeah, some things just aren't worth yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, the new yeah. Prius is a lot less awful. Uh, I didn't say good; it's just a lot less awful. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. I dig. It, it does. It looks way better than anything else. You slam them. You yeah, honestly, I like them when you yeah. slam them. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't like them. I wanted to like him. I really did. <laughs> no, that's right. The new one is a huge. Step I didn't up. say I'd buy one. It is. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. <laughs> did you see that new, like ten thousand dollar truck that Toyota introduced this week? It's like a new. No. It's like a new version of the K truck kind of thing. If only US we got it truck? here. I don't think it's going to come to the U.S. market, but no, I think it's uh, Asia it? only. Yeah, but it, it's like it to me. It's like a, a new K truck, like yeah, which means we'll get it here in twenty five well, I mean, years. It's fine. That makes sense. They make new K trucks. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, that ticks me off. Like, just make them limited use. Like, don't make them highway legal, like they did with um, like there's some motorcycles that aren't highway legal. Do the same thing with a, with a small truck and I bring agree. it over here. Like, I don't agree. give it the same craft safety standards because that's so useful. Like, how many? There's so many people I guarantee who do not ever really need to go on the highway like small small any small tradesman in a in a city like will never need to they just need something small it's easy to get around i would because i would buy one in a heartbeat i I mean i i tell you as as i I look more and more at trucks like i'm kind of with him too like that new tundra is oh it's sweet yeah (laughs) i so the one i bought i didn't even or so the only options that i wanted when i was looking for one is I wanted the rear locker and the TR, like the off-road package. So yeah. I wanted the crawl control and all the goodies. And uh, so, yeah, I got the 4x4, all that stuff. And I didn't realize I got one of like the last ones that was available at the time in SoCal uh, when I picked mine up, and at least for that week. And it came with like all the self-driving, like the lane keep, the the LiDAR, like cruise control and all these things. And normally I'm the type of person where I'm like, eh, I don't need that. I'm not going to do it. I didn't even know I had it when I went and bought, uh, bought the thing. But, oh, my God. it's uh, That's pretty nice. It goes all the way to a dead stop and then starts going again. It's game changer. I'm basically Be in a Tesla. I'm in a Cybertruck. It will make you... It will make you a worse driver. I have I have eyesight in my Subaru wilderness, and like there are times where I'm like going down the road, and the car's driving and stopping and going, and I'm on my phone. I'm like, I can't be doing this. <laughs> so, be warned. Yeah, but I mean, good for you on getting a huge truck. Because I mean, what what the bed of a Tacoma or Tundra? How many bikes can you get in there? At least three. <laughs> At three. Least three. Yeah, comfortably. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, tailgate down. Yeah, absolutely. No yeah. No. That's a it's a really nice truck. Um, I was going to ask you. You said you were already too. planning. The- I, I do love my Raptors. I, I no complaints at all. 
I can't wait for my new one. Uh, what, uh, what, you said you were going to mod, mod this thing. I'll do the full overland thing. What are you doing? So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I learned the hard way with the last truck. So with the forerunner, I'd put like full Kings, Cambergs, all the goodies on there. And I ended up bending the rear axle at one point, launching the thing like 70 feet through the air. So I learned the hard way. That could happen in any neighborhood. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, for sure. And it's, yeah, especially once you have kids and you're late for school, not that I have kids, but that's, I was just like, this is going to end up happening all the time. So I, I realized (laughs) I have no self-control. So instead of putting something that's capable of doing that, I decided to put something that was a bit more tame. So I went, uh, there's a company, Ironman 4x4. They make uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, great stuff. So I went with their, their lift kit, the uh, three-inch lift. Uh, so that's already been ordered. Otherwise, the only things that, are, yeah, so that's the only thing I've bought so far. The truck's a month old. Um, otherwise, what I'm planning on doing is I want to do their front bumper or do the C4 Fab front bumper on it. I have a 12,000 pound winch waiting for it. I, uh, I'm going to put sliders on it just because you got to put sliders on anything. Otherwise, cheaper 100%. cheaper to put sliders than, than crush your, ro- or your frame rails or running board, rockers, whatever those yeah. are called. Yeah, rockers. Um, and then other than that, yeah, I got a whole bunch of lights from my Forerunner still laying around that I was going to throw on it. Um, and what else was I going to do? I mean... Yeah, or I yeah, guess, yeah, wheels covered, and tires. That's for sure. Yeah, wheels yeah. There's that thing, 35s go on it without cutting or doing anything like that. So I was going to throw those on there. It's already got a bed rack and my rooftop tent on there now. That was, I guess, the other thing I put on it. Um, and then otherwise, yeah, there's not too much else you really need to do to them, I feel like. That doesn't no, become a very slippery slope. Now, this may be kind of a loaded question, but do you run into anything that you want to do that California tells you you can't do? I mean, most of that's engine stuff, correct? Yeah. So California, the only restrictions are emissions. You can do, I mean, I guess like for lower cars, your car, the bottom of the car has to be above the bottom of the lip of the wheel. But otherwise, and I think for trucks, as long as you're, if you do like, you know, like one of those like 60 inch lifts, like the SEMA trucks, you have to relocate like the headlights. But otherwise... We don't really have any laws that aren't anything other than emissions. And honestly, this thing makes almost 400 horsepower, almost 500 foot pounds of torque. So there's yeah, no I'd, reason to. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't need it. Look yeah. forward to it. Check yeah. out uh, Descent Off Road for that bumper, by the way. They're, uh, I had one on my, my Land Cruiser. It was really nice. And the, a lot of people have been going to those off road just because they have a really nice, really nice clearance and they're modular. So they I'll check to see if they out. make one for this thing then. Yeah. Just be prepared to bleed. I mean, that's any front bumper any installed. Front bumper, but yeah, yeah, I mean, there's left a lot of blood in the front of that bumper. <laughs> yeah, <I do>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of pieces of metal. That's yeah. all. But uh, I mean, that was the one thing, yeah. at least for me, when I was working at the off-road shop, I was an installer. So I did all the wiring, oh. all the everything. So, yeah, no, everything when it comes to doing the stuff on the trucks, I'm, I'm confident in my ability, at least. And for, as long as I have a place to do it, that'll be happy blood, sweat, and tears, at least. I understand that I used to do that stuff back in Spokane. Like it was from window tent and bed liners and installing all kinds of stuff. And <clears throat> you come home and you're just filthy and you're like, I just, this is, it's fun to do. Like it's fun to sit there and go, okay, how am I going to route, route this? Or where, where can I put this light? Or, you know, how can I make this, you know, interesting, but it, it wears on the body and you, you, you're constantly dirty. So <laughs> oh, yeah. somebody else's dirt. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I'm doing on the new Raptor that I didn't do on this one is more lights. More lights? Okay. More lights. Yeah. I only I have the, the bumper lights from Baja Designs in it now. And I'm really, I'm not wishing I did it to 
uh, I wish I'd started with doing the roof lights because yeah. where, where I need the light most is up high off road in the desert. And that truck is so high that I, I underestimated how valuable a high mounted light bar would be. And I'm not going to oh, make that mistake yeah. this time. So I'm going to try and do the Baja designs linkable ones before I even leave the truck. I, I use that one more than any other light. Yeah. When I need it. Like, especially in fog and stuff like that. More than, even more than the lower light, the orange one. Yep. So, and I'm going to yeah. mount some pillar mounted, uh, six inches nice. that are both going to be passed directly at the other lane for people who don't turn off their brights. I'm going to make them wish they were blind. High beam battle. Boy, yeah. Or, or, or their ditch lights, you know, yeah. they're ditching. <laughs> yeah. So they can drive into the ditch. I don't care. I'll say the quiet part out loud. Fuck <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the one, the oh, lights I have waiting for mine. I've got four of the, the ARB, like nine inch intensity. Those are awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I got some of those and I have like three 20 inch light bars that, and like a few, like the rigid dualies. I, yeah. I had a bunch of lights on the forerunner. So, I'm just going to strap those things everywhere, you know? You get a light. You get a light. I'm going to be like Oprah. <laughs> Everybody gets lit. <laughs> yeah. In a good way. In a good way. Everybody gets lit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adding lights like Oprah's giving them out. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. What's under your well, seat? You can use that as a security system. It's a light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> use it as a security system. Just turn on all the lights at night and it just lights up your whole neighborhood. You're good. Yep. Yeah. You know where everything's at. So I have remote start and minor wired... Uh, if I have my lights, they're on the upfitter switches. And if you have remote start, the upfitter switches still work. Like the headlights don't it puts turn power on. to them. Yeah, yeah. It puts power to them. And so I have made the mistake of like remote starting my truck while looking at it and forgetting I had them on the light the night before. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> it burns. <laughs> <Yeah>. It burns. <laughs> nice. So, um, obviously, you know, taking over California, you got some big shoes to fill there. I mean, what, what are you looking to do with Avance down there? Uh, so yeah, so for me, I just want to do a lot of, I mean, luckily with me, I have a big background in the automotive world. So I know a lot of cool people. Uh, I'd love to bring, uh, you know, I guess a lot more exclusive access to things. So uh, yeah, a lot of things, I guess, uh, to- private tours and stuff like that, that people just otherwise wouldn't get. So I know we do a lot of that type of stuff already, but uh, yeah, just reaching out to a lot of my uh, connections. I want to do more clinics. I also want to incorporate a bit more of the off-road stuff in there. Um, but yeah, overall, I just, I mean, I guess a little bit of the same, a little bit of, of new. I don't know exactly how much I should uh, spill the beans before things are locked in necessarily with no, no, anybody. Don't, I don't want you to spill beans. I'm just, you know, I know you have, you know, you're, you, you've been in this car community so much and you're going to have so many opportunities. And so I'm looking forward to hearing about it. So, yeah. And then also, yeah, for us, uh, definitely not that racing is our main focus, but I do want to incorporate a bit more, you know, racing type of stuff, whether it's, uh, people actually going to the track or, you know, just actual professional racing things that we get to to experience for ourselves. Cause yeah, there's nothing cooler than being, you know, like long beach grand prix, which is coming up. We have a, a presence there. That's one of those things. Yeah. Actually getting to see it all that, that can convert anybody who's not a car person, but also, uh, yeah, smelling, feeling, hearing all those things when you're there, it's, it's pretty magical. So. There's a ton of stuff coming up at, uh, Laguna Seca right now. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I know they dropped the. Sad uh, news. A bunch of build, they've been fighting building around there for years. No, 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 no. There's a huge. I just was talking. Uh, they lost. In fact, I messaged. Uh, who, yeah, lawsuit. I was, no. Hoovy, Hoovy, Hoovy's garage just did a big thing on it. Um, it's funny because he started another another uh, channel with his girlfriend, and they and they said it wasn't going to be about cars, and it's been nothing but cars. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a huge. There's they're really they're trying to get all the grandfather laws taken away from Luganaseka. They're trying to get they're trying to get rid of it. 
So I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So like, you have a racetrack that's been there forever, so you move in. So of course, you should have the right to kick them out. You know, that's just totally. how it works. Yeah, yeah, totally makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm here now. You should listen to what I'm doing, not what you used to do. Since what they they were racing along 17 mile drive in 50, 47, 57, something, something like that. that. So yeah. yeah, God, I would not want to do 100 miles down, miles an hour down 17 mile drive. I would with no houses on it. It'd be awesome. <laughs> now, have you seen some of the trees down there? No, thank you. <laughs> Depends on what you're in. I mean, back then, no. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing a hundred though. So, okay. Well, I hope you do. I hope you do take off with the off-road stuff down there. I mean, that's a huge, huge market in California, especially because you guys have such diverse terrain. It's obviously not as close as it is here, but it's worth the drive out there because oh, as yeah. soon as you go to the I city, mean, there's nothing out there and beautiful, beautiful country. And LA is the biggest aftermarket community in the world. So whether yeah. it's uh, an automotive in general, I want to say in California, there's more Porsches in Cali than there are in Germany. So I'm pretty sure that's an actual yeah. statistic. So it's one of those where, yeah, between just the car people and I mean, depending on where you are and LA is also the biggest, one of the biggest, I think like geographical cities that you could possibly go to. It could take you two hours just to get across it and you're still in the County, but uh, yeah, I mean, we definitely have some cool, some cool stuff. So I, especially now that I have the truck, I'd love to incorporate off-road. And now that I know you guys are big off-road guys. That's. Yeah. Well, reach out to the guys at uh snail trail off-road. The the guys from Morflate have their own podcast, the snail trail off-road. We're big fans and their Morflate compressor, by the way, if you need a compressor, I got to test it out this weekend. I got the new Morflate pro twin cylinder. Mm-hmm. And guess how long it took me to air up from 18, hmm. four minutes, four minutes. I thought I was like, Oh, did I mess it up? Did I turn it off? No. No. Four minutes. I just that's set insane. it, set the pressure, walked away, and it was done. Is it duty cycle? That's it. Can do it all in one go. Yep. And it well, it automatically pauses to let the pressures even out because it's those mm-hmm. guys understood that it was going to be used with a four tire inflation system, which is really smart. So it goes up and it runs for like a minute and a half or something, and then it pauses for like fifteen seconds. It just Equalize. stops equalizes the pressure then fills it again and it does it i think for every minute and a half it automatically pauses for just a few seconds and it just keeps going but the best part is literally just set the pressure walk away and then it's just done like i don't have to go back and look at it it's just set and forget well okay you're you're making me think of like 80s and 90s commercials like set it and forget it yeah walk away like (laughs) also the minute leaf said he's like there's so many porsches in, in in California, I'm thinking, yeah, but there's so many people there that think they just drive a Porsche, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that is a common battle that I get yeah. with uh, with a lot of people. They're like, no, that's not how you pronounce it. And I'm like, I don't want to ever talk to you again. <laughs> that's okay. They probably saw Beamer, B-E-A-M-E-R. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, BMW is a B- Bavarian motor, or, or sorry, British Motor Works. That was cool one time. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Well, so the as, German BMW, yeah. <laughs> with the BMWs, though, I think, and I might be completely wrong, and I've only owned eleven of them, so I should probably know this. But Beamer <laughs> is Beamers are the cars, and Beamers are the bikes. Technically, there is. I'm again, I should know that too, with the amount of BMWs I've owned. And coming up on your next Carter Automotive, there you group go. There the you week. go. We will answer that. We will answer that question. <laughs> we will next answer week. that question. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Thanks for setting that up. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's a good. I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't, and I can see it both ways in my mind. So I don't know. So, yeah. Well, if we really appreciate you taking time and, and, uh, you know, out of your schedule and, you know, you're getting things going down there and we look forward to talking to you more in the future and hopefully getting Definitely. down there and, and, and seeing you and maybe coming down for an off-road event or two or three or, or, or a week or whatever. Just Rubicon. You know, Rubicon. Yeah. Absolutely. Rubicon. Yeah. <laughs> just, just destroy yeah. our trucks. 
No, we do this. <laughs> he'll take his truck, you take your truck, I'll take the wilderness, and you guys just drag me through. <laughs> now, honestly, we're going to be the ones who need what to get you... dragged through. You need a short wheelbase in yeah. that place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't have a, I got open diffs, too. So. <laughs> and we can go do some desert stuff. So yeah, need to that'd do. be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. We can jump the Subaru. Ab- okay, well, why not? <laughs> it's a lease. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy it, but yeah, okay. Nothing handles like a rental. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah, great chatting this, with you guys. I don't I know if this is a healthy. I, I was gonna say I don't know if this is a healthy friendship between the three of us, but uh, <laughs> this could go. This could get dangerous. And then his girlfriend's gonna blame us for all the motorcycles he's buying now. Yeah. So. See, what you need to do is you need to come up and visit us and yeah. bring her with you. Yeah. And then my girlfriend will take her for a drive in her R8, and then she'll be like, "I need one of these." Be like, "Yes, you do, honey." Yeah. That's, yeah. How, you, that's how you get them. We'll trap yeah, her. she's gonna trap she's her. gonna want to remodel the house before we we remodel what's inside the garage. Sadly, so. I think I got a bit yeah. of time. She I just grabs some paint. She, she, sees through, <laughs> she sees through my mirages of, of, the, of the happy <laughs> things with the car stuff. Yeah, so. She's a lawyer, you said, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you're yeah. screwed. Yeah, you're yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to. I want to hope for you, but it, we both know it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> I'm smart. Excellent. This is why I built everything beforehand. No kids. Yeah. No uh, anything. Yeah. I already got two race cars. I got the bikes. Got everything. So, think ahead, people. Well rounded. I like. Yeah. It. If there's one thing to take remember, away from this we'll, podcast, build your cars and vehicles. We'll look back before. in years and go, remember when Leaf had all that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? Take away from the podcast? I was saying, build all your toys before you have responsibilities. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. Make your toys your responsibilities. Yeah. Or you just get our age and don't, don't have kids yeah, and you just true. buy a yeah. lot of toys. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So. Lots of, yeah, yeah. Lots of things to take away. well thanks again we really appreciate it we look forward to having you back on uh in a future episode i guess definitely Uh, (laughs) yeah come visit we'll do a live one for this episode of the avance podcast as always i'm nick i'm dan and don't just get there enjoy the drive